the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k23 i am omutsi alongside me as always the one the only mr bj armstrong real name mo no gimmicks hey they know the motto bj it's friday it's friday so we've got to give the people what they want we're going to answer some of the questions that have come in through this week in the discord server so earlier this week we answer the question of building around Alan Iverson. Oh. And Missy B loved that segment and she wants to know who would you put on a team to build around BJ Armstrong? Oh. <laughs> build around. That's pretty funny. Um, so, makes me so I think if we're building a team with BJ, right, we know how much BJ loves the bigs. Are we, are we going to keep it to current players? If BJ played today, Oh, today. Let's let's do that. Let's do that because I think that'll be more interesting, right? I think we need a, a rim protecting big who can catch a lot of lobs. I think that's the first thing that we need for BJ's team. Well, you, you know, Mo, I, I if if what are you say, looking for in your five? Okay, first of all, we got to humor ourselves. We all know we, no team would ever do that. Okay, so but. For the fun of it, who would I really enjoy playing? Okay, I just I'm gonna say that right now. Yeah, yeah, but but don't okay. just say Giannis and Katie and Steph. No, 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 no. Like it's a, gonna a really. Real, but you say you me. could fit in you the said, salary. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You send me. Okay, you send me. Okay, the yeah. big I would want to play with. Okay, the, the mm-hmm. big I would want to play with most is Jokic. Yeah. Okay. I play with most. Okay. You know, I had a chance to play with Vladi Divac. And it was, we played for one year. And I'm going to tell you, it was so fun to play with him because you could run all types of things from the high post and just run around. I would imagine playing with Jokic because Vladi was like, it was great. And the guards- For, for, the for you guys for you guys listening who don't know Vlade Divac, or you only know him for being the front office in Sacramento in recent years, Vlade was one of the first European players to really make a big impact on the NBA. As a big- he was an elite passer, not as great as Jokic, but he was a very good passer. Man, he, he's he was pretty good. And, and and my favorite part is he was a gritty player. He was on the okay. defensive side. He was grimy. So yeah, he, he, that's he, he, Divac. Watch some highlights. I just want to, in case so, people haven't heard of these names, so I want to so, you know provide as a, as a big, as a big, I would have Vladi. Okay, a, I mean not Vladi, not Vladi. Sorry, Jokic, Jokic as my big. In, in today's game. So that that would be that would be my big, okay. That would be my big. Um, my four man or five, depending on how you look at, it, would be Bam Adebayo. Okay, uh, okay. And the reason I want Bam because I want a big who could complement those two, who could both play perimeter slash. And we could spread the floor so that way the middle can always play open. The one thing as a guard I always enjoyed playing with was a guard, a, a post who didn't need the post all the time. Yeah. You want to be able to. Drive I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't and- call Bam a spacer of the floor because he doesn't really operate from a spacing position, okay. but so he uses this- a lot of dribble handoffs and that kind of thing, but not so spacing in I- terms of shooting like Brooke Lopez would be spacing. Okay. All right, so we get the same terminology. I don't want to. I don't like playing with stretch guys because stretch guys, like a Paul Zingas. I consider, yeah, stretch guys 
everyone just pushes you away from the screen, knowing mm-hmm. very well that the stretch guy is never going to roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I want to be able to play and read the play. If a guy pushes me to the screen, I read that play. If a guy pushes me away, I read that play. I don't want to play with a guy who just wants to be a stretch five. That's just my personal preference, right? Yeah. You know, you say yeah. build around me. So yeah, I want to yeah, play yeah. with and the I'm reason just, I'm I just giving context with, and examples for the listeners. Yeah. So the, the reason I like Bam is because Bam can shoot the mid-range. The mid-range to me is the key. So you if if I'm playing with a guy, I want to be at a guy who can he can slip the pick. He could catch from the free throw line and shoot it. He can roll. I want to be able to explore all of that. So Bam, and he compliments. He would compliment me for sure on the defensive end, and he would compliment our other thing. So that those would be my bigs. That's those would be my. That was those would be my bigs. Okay. I mean, if we're looking at my a, a my, realistic my, my, team, you don't have too much salary left to spend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, luxury uh, tax. Luxury yeah, well, tax we're, is coming we're, for we're you. All, we're all in the luxury tax. We're all in the luxury tax. My right, three. Right, right. My my three, of course. You know, you know who you know who I would love to play with. You know, I was watching him yesterday, and then I he was so good yesterday. I wanted to watch him again today because we, so don't you, Grant you, Williams. You forget. No, not Grant Williams. <laughs> you know, like you know who I would really enjoy playing with though. Seriously, and, and all all jokes aside, KD. Kevin Durant, KD, KD. Like, like Easy. I was like, I was like, God, he. Because you know why I love playing with him. I was watching him, and I was like. He really knows how to play without the ball. Like, I was looking at him. I was like, he makes an impact on the game. And we know he's an elite level scorer, right? Everyone says three level. I don't know what that really means. But what I do know is Kevin Durant is an elite scorer. And he doesn't need the ball to score, which to me is like a fascinating thing because he can literally shoot every single time. But he doesn't. He knows how to play with other good players. Like he comes mm-hmm. back and plays and Devin Booker has like 37 points in like 33 minutes. And I was like, that's pretty good by Kevin Durant. Like, that's really good. Um, I would love to play with him. And another guy who I think would, would you know, and look, because of salary cap, I would want to play with Jason Tatum too. Like I'm really <laughs> beginning to, I'm really beginning to have a a, a really deep appreciation. So, so, so BJ's team is all six foot nine and above plus him. Yeah, well, well, you know, <laughs> I, I, the only reason I'm not putting Giannis on here is because he's the obvious, right? Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah, You'll like Giannis is like, man. yeah. So you don't have Giannis because Giannis is the obvious choice to be on your team. Yeah, yeah Giannis is Giannis, Giannis is the Giannis is the other. So, so there, if you want to know my my obvious would be Giannis. And Jokic, Kevin Durant, and Jason Tatum. Can, can Those you would be the four guys. Can, can you be like a realistic one, right? So let's say you've got a team and you can only have two max contract players. And then you've got to have some mid-level players on your team. Okay. So you can only have two max so players mid-level. and two mid-level guys. So mid-level. Okay, so... My That's why I was talking my, about okay. a rim protector. Okay, my, my, max, roller, like. my, max, my max players would be... My max players would be... Yeah. Giannis and Kevin Durant. Okay. Those would be my max. Okay. My big would be Brooke Lopez. I like that. Okay. That would be my big. Then my two would be. You got, you got to be careful here because they'd be throwing the bag at a lot. They'd be throwing the bag at Duncan Robinson. 
Yeah, so, so I'm trying to think who my two would be. You know, I would have someone like, I mean, like Drew Holiday is good enough for me. Like I, I, I would do Drew Holiday. I would do Marcus Smart. I would do so, someone like that. You know, I, I, I would do someone like that. I would do, you know who I would do? I would do like Buddy Hill. Yeah. Just, just, I would just, just to have spacing on the floor. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Buddy Hill is, 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 is good enough for me. Like that, that's good enough for me. Just, you know, I want spacing. Caldwell Pope. I, I just want a guy who could, who could defend, play. Yeah. I mean, Buddy's making 23 yeah. mils. So that's not really mid level right now. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, maybe uh, a KCP. And, and, and the new, in the new contract, that's, that's mid level in, in the, yeah, in the yeah, new yeah. CBA. Yeah. That's, I mean, after the next TV deal, that's going to be minimum pretty soon. Like yeah, the way the contracts are going to go. That's okay. That's new, I mean, I, I would take like someone like, um, you know, you just want guys like that. You want guys like Josh Hart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would do like uh, like I would do Herb Jones. Like if you just want to like if you just want to for salary purposes. Yeah. I just want someone who could defend play their position because we know where the ball's going to go. Yeah. yeah. Like we so, know where the yeah, we know where the ball's going to so, go. So so for me, even though no one asked, I'm going to give you who I'd want to play with. Okay. And I'm going to give you two max guys and then two just normal players. I have to have Giannis on my team because right. You know, I'm not getting down the floor in transition. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the ball to Giannis and he's gonna run. Right. First of all. Right. I'm gonna give Giannis the ball. And then the second player, you see, cause cause I ain't got the legs for it. I'm just gonna be in the corner trying to hit those corner threes. So I'm gonna need someone that can draw in the defense. You know what I'm saying? So that's Giannis is gonna draw in the defense. For, for my big, not for a max player, I want Valentunas on my team. Because he's going to set solid screens to get me a little bit open. And if there's ever anyone kicks off on the court, I know he's got my back. And if right. we ever need to go down low in a post, I know he can handle business. He can shoot a little bit too. I want Valentunas. I want Giannis. I've got me at the two, I guess. And then I've got to put a three and I've got to put a point guard. The three, I'm going to have to put, I might have to put KD. Because he's going to get double teamed a whole lot, meaning they're going to leave me wide open because they're not going to be respecting my jumper. So they're going to throw doubles at KD all day long. And then at the point guard, I've got Marcus Smart because that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? That's my team. Uh, okay. My team plays your team. i got to guard you or KCP. I mean, I'm getting cooked either way. But if it's you currently, I'll guard you. If it's you in your prime, I'll guard KCP. But <laughs> you got you, you guys are funny. It's always you in your prime. You you know. Someone, you know, do you know someone, someone said to me, one one of my young G's said to me yesterday, right? He's he's talking to me about I'm getting back in shape and whatnot. And he goes, Mo, you know you're not supposed to be in your prime until 32. Why are you talking like you're old? You're 28. You're not old. You should be in your prime right now. And I'm like, exactly. bro, you're 21. You could dunk and everything. I'm like, bro, I'm way past it. But he's like, nah, man, come on. 32 is your prime. Get back to it. Yeah, you, but You're just entering into your prime. Well, you're 28. <laughs> <laughs> well, another question that came in, um, I think we've answered this a couple of times before, is what current player reminds you of yourself? And I think the answer you usually give is CJ McCollum. Yeah, CJ, you know, if there's a player, the way he plays, um, it would be CJ McCullough. So I I I would say CJ McCullough. If you ask me like right off the top, you know, I, I, I honestly I don't know how if I were to play today, what that would look like because 
it's such a different game, right? When I watch the game, um, but you know, if you're saying just based on you know just watching the game here and never playing in this version, I would say CJ McCullough. Mm-hmm. Well, in the Discord, um, we had a little difference of opinion here. Jack, our resident Sacramento Kings fan, thinks that Mike Brown should be a lock for Coach of the Year, but Andy, our resident Utah Jazz fan, thinks that Will Hardy should be a Coach of the Year. And here's his quote. He should be a coach of the year for getting a complete ragtag band of misfits and making a viable NBA team despite losing his leader and creating an all-star. Who do you have for coach of the year this season? Well, you know, Utah, you know, you know, NBA players are really good. You know, they're really, really good. And, And even though many of these guys may not get the individual recognition, you know, that they did maybe in college or prior to the getting to the NBA. These guys are really good. And case in point with Lloyd marketing, there was a reason he was drafted in the lottery. Sometimes it just takes some time for these young guys to develop and for them to come and find the right system that fits for them. I mean, Lloyd marketing, Utah is the right place for him at this stage of his career. I mean, he just found a place it fits. He, you know, we always knew he could score, but he's scoring in a consistent clip now. So, um, you know, if, if I, you know, I just want to say, you know, these guys aren't misfits, you know, these guys are really, really good players. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. these guys are like lottery picks. All right. It's a reason they were lottery picks. It's just, I get it, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. But if you're asking me today, who is the, I, I would say it's Mike Brown. And, and, and the reason said Mike Brown is Mike Brown, them are playing just like the Utah jazz. They're playing meaningful games. Um, But the thing is, God, I mean, they've had such a playoff drought there in Utah, in Sacramento, Sacramento. Yep. That I want to acknowledge them because of the length of time. I mean, this has been a very difficult process for them. And, and for Mike Brown to come and do this in one in his first year. And it's not like they're the eight seed sweep. They're 11 games above 500, the seventh best record in the NBA. Yeah, I, I just think he's been, I mean, I think he has pushed all the right buttons. They didn't have one all-star. They had two all-stars this year. They have a rookie that's contributing and starting. A rookie, okay, I might add, a you know, and Keegan Murray. I mean, they just play a nice brand of basketball that fits them. And to me, that's just the really a sign of a good coach. And he's really done an excellent job. They play, they play fast, they defend, they get after you. And this kid, De'Aaron Fox, I mean, he's he he's a he I mean he's I think I, I heard this correctly. He's like the best scorer in the fourth quarter or something like that. Yeah, he's been clutch as hell this he's, year. He's, he's been unbelievable. And so I, I, I would say Mike Brown. And, and, and you know, you could, you could put Tom Thibodeau in that. Tom Thibodeau's done a I great job. I, I think Jalen Brunson Tom needs Thibodeau. a lot of credit for that, though. Improving yeah, the mean, Knicks. Listen, I think, I think, I think goes, also Joe Mazzulli needs some shouts because the situation in which he came in. Yeah, Joe Mazzula, I mean, as I'm saying, these guys have, these guys have done a really, like Joe Mazzula walks into, when you say the kitchen was on fire, I mean, he walked into a hot seat. Oh, it's he's like done Gordon an incredible Ramsey was job. 
Yeah, I mean, and you know, but you could say give the Knicks credit. Give them credit. I mean, you know, those guys are, you know, it's it's always high expect expectations in New York. But if you're saying from top to bottom, and, and and let's not forget this: the Sacramento Kings started off a little shaky at the beginning of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they were like owing something at the beginning of the season, but they they hung in there, and now they're playing great basketball. And I think he's I think he's been you know thus far. If you're asking me today, who's the coach of the year? I think it's Mike Brown. We had a spicy hot take come in from Manda, who says Anthony Davis is the best two way center in the league. And I said, I said, Embiid clears him easily. And he goes, I think AD is more effective when fully fit than Joel Embiid. In your opinion, who's the best two-way, considering defense as well, two-way center in the NBA? For me, Embiid is levels above Anthony Davis. Because because if you look at it, if I ask you, what does Anthony Davis do better than Joel Embiid? Tell Tell me what he does better than Joel Embiid. Embiid's better on the post. Embiid's a better shooter. I would say this. Embiid's a better rebounder. Embiid's a better shot blocker, arguably. You know, you know, Mo, I, I, as a, this is probably, probably the former player in me talking. I have a problem with that term two-way player. Because everyone should be a two-way player. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, like what? You know, it's like, it's it's like a, it's it's like a badge of honor. You, you oh you play defense. I mean, yeah. Everyone try. Like listen, it takes a certain amount of physical ability to do the things that some players do. I mean, you're you know, you take a for instance, you know, you know, you take a kid like like Jimmy Butler. I mean, he has some physical gifts that he could do that's different than let's say, you know. You know, Dylan Brooks. However, yeah, you, I mean, I I think it's required, or at least last time I checked, you know, everyone should provide the effort and energy necessary. However, you know, some guys are more gifted than others, right? You know, just because of their physical capability or mental ability that they can anticipate and do things in the game. Um, so the the best center that probably is the most complete. I mean, listen, I don't, I don't think there's anyone better than Joel Embiid when he's motivated to play. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> when, jo- when Jojo is motivated, there's just no stopping him. You know, Peace. it's kind of like, it's kind of like Shaq in a sense. When Shaq was motivated, there's nothing you could do. I mean, he was too big. He's too strong. I, I, I want to talk about this the other day. Cause we didn't get a chance the other day. Watching that Celtics Philly game, right? Here's what stood out to me on like a, a weird, nerdy, technical level. When Embiid catches the ball, right, on the post, his decision making has become so quick now. He knows what he's going to do before he gets the ball. So now he's catching the ball and he's instantly pivoting, spinning, going baseline. He's catching the ball. He already knows where his teammate's going to be. He's catching the ball. He knows he's going to face up. He catches the ball. He knows what he's going to do. That, for me, this season has been better than ever before, is that maturity of his game. Because he's had the talent ever since he came in and played his first season. But it's now that refining it and, you know, somewhat going on to increase his efficiency. If the numbers don't say it this season, they will in the future. That's the part for me of of Embiid's game that I really love the most right now, watching him. 
Well, well, JoJo's a very patient player, and that comes with age and maturity. And the reason that you know you need time to figure that out is because when you are a when you are an efficient offensive player like JoJo is, when you get the majority of the touches for your team, you know you have a responsibility to be the best player, and that is to be patient so that you can create offense for yourself which is the obvious, but also you have to create offense for others. And Jojo, besides being a terrific offensive player, he's a really good passer for a big. So watching his patience and great players always know how to get their work done early, meaning they know that there's a split second that they can have to operate, right? You want to be quick in your decision-making because that's, that's key for any team that's a good team. You need your best player to be quick in their decision-making process because, you know, the difference between getting a good shot and a great shot happens that fast, right? If you hold the ball just too long, that allows the defense to rotate. And these guys are such elite athletes that you need to make decisions quickly. So give Jojo credit for that. He understands offense. He understands spacing. And I think, Mo, that's a good observation by you because he is an elite offensive player, especially in a game today where it's a little guy's game, right? But he's a big guy who's found his niche within this, and uh, he does an exceptional job. Yeah, there was just that one possession where he didn't, and Jalen Brown came and shook the ball. And then after that, you could see the difference in he was catching the ball and being aggressive straight away. We've got one more from our boy HD Ready, who says, what's up, though? Seeing as they can't all get Wemby, which of the retooling teams has the most potential going forward as co- currently constructed? He's hitting all the BJ Armstrong catchphrases. He's got what up though. He's got retooling. He's got constructed. Mm. So we're talking here about the Houston Rockets, the Detroit Pistons, San Antonio Spurs, Charlotte Hornets. I don't count the Orlando Magic in the same group because I think with Franz and Paolo, their levels ahead. But maybe we can include them. Maybe we can include Indiana. Which of those guys, if there was no draft this year and they just had to continue, has the best roster going forward as currently constructed? So you're saying Indiana, Orlando, Charlotte, San Antonio, Houston. San Antonio and Houston. Well, you say best. That's a very subjective thing. I, You know what? The best thing for for Wimbenyama is to go to a situation to where, in my opinion, and just watching him play from afar, is to go to a place where he can play three positions, really six positions, because I count offense and defense as one position, right? Because it, so the obvious in watching him is he's if you just said he's going to be a five in the NBA, that's well, not going to work. He came out in an interview and said he wants to play the three. He doesn't want to be a five. He said he wants yeah. to be a three. Okay. That's fine. Everybody wants to be a three, but Mo, here's the here's here's the let's give our viewers, our listeners, our viewers, we got a complete picture. We play a game now where it's positionless basketball. <laughs> okay. Yep. Just in case anybody watches the game like you and I, there are no positions. Okay. Yep. Shooting the best shooter in the game, supposedly. And and 15 years ago, he would have been placed as a point guard. And his name is Steph Curry. And because they play a different game now, they allow 
a traditional guy who would have been a one to run around and shoot. Mm -hmm. And they allow guys who are six, seven, six, eight now in today's game to play the center position. So if you just want to be one position, you're probably not going to be a very, an effective player up here. Mm -hmm. So if, if you, you, you're lucky enough to draft a guy like Wimbenyama, okay, he's seven, five. There's something called rim protection that's absolutely necessary in today's game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So why have a seven foot five guy who's going to be chasing on the perimeter and we're not going to take advantage of his ability? So, so what I think he is saying is the following, or what I see with a guy like him. You can't just place him at the five. He doesn't have the the girth now to just hold that position <laughs> and play at the physicality of their game. There's no way right now he could bang with Embiid, Jokic, Clint Capella, and these guys. These guys are big. These are big, big guys. He can't, he just doesn't have that. However, with his size and length, I do think, you know, he will affect the game. If I just put him at the four position, you know, and playing against Al Horford and these guys. You know, I'm not sure how that would work. If you Giannis and these guys, if you just put him there, bam, out of Bayou, I'm not sure how that would work. However, if you could move him around and find the best matchup for him, like Claxton, for instance, I thought that's a good matchup for him. You know, um, what's the big kid for for the big kid for um, Cleveland? Um, Jared Allen. Jared Allen. They're, they're good matchups for him. Right, mm -hmm. I think there are good matchups for him. Yeah, because they're right? not going to be he, posting up trying to body him down low. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think with him, his greatest asset as a player, wherever he goes, will be his versatility. I, I personally would not be afraid to put him at the two, the three, the four, the five. I would just put him everywhere mm -hmm. because he can really shoot the ball, Mo. Yeah, he can. And, 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 and there's guys who can shoot and they learn how to shoot. Well, he can really shoot. So I would just find the best matchup for him every night and let him play because he's just a player. I mean, Mo, the guy is a really fascinating player. Like to, in order to coach him, Mo, I'm going to say this, whoever is lucky enough to have an opportunity to coach him, I think he's going to require that you have an imagination because yeah. you can't just put him in we, a place. We've never seen him anything like this before. Well, he could, if, if he turned out to be some type of point forward, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, when you watch him dribble, Mo, he's crossing over at 7'5". Yeah. And he's doing this as a, so if he was a guy that suddenly he was a four and he was the guy who was pushing the ball on the break, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Because he is that gifted. So, I'm not sure what he is. Maybe he knows. So maybe he will sell in it, settle into his career as a three. Maybe he views himself as that. However, in today's game, though, Mo, he could affect the game right now with just his shot blocking ability. Like yeah. right now, he's Rudy Gobert alone. Yeah. Okay. But he's so much more on the offensive end than Rudy Gobert that I think we would be doing him a disservice if we just made him into a three, a four, or a five. I mean, Mo, he is a fascinating player.
Like I'm yeah. really excited to watch him. So that's so, just my personal opinion. So if we get back to the three. if we get back to the original question though, say the draft this year wasn't happening, which of those teams at the bottom that are in the race for Wemby, as it were to speak, has the best rosters currently constructed? Well, well here's the thing. Okay, here, I got Okay, I want to play along with what you're saying. However, here's the truth. It doesn't matter what those teams currently have. <laughs> because yeah. all those teams are going to be he is the difference maker. Yeah. So every but, team but is the going question, to build him. The question is if there was no draft and they had to just move forward with their current rosters, who would have the best season next year? Doesn't matter. Where it doesn't to with a player like that, it doesn't matter. Like, okay, so if you dropped him off in Houston, like yeah, but it's not They're involving when Benyama is saying if no one got him. Because okay, not everyone if, can get if, him. If, if 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 none of those teams got Wimbenyama next year, who would have the best roster? Yeah, let's say for example's sake, if the Lakers miss the playoffs, they somehow okay. get the number one pick and he goes to the Pelicans, he's off the table for all these other teams. Who has the best okay. team going forward? Well, I think that if you look at the roster right now, I would think the Pistons would have the best team. You think? Yeah, I mean, if you say the if you say the Houston, if you say, and the reason I say, you say, okay, let's look at the magic. Well, Kate Cunningham is not playing. Yeah. I mean, Kate Cunningham. Our, our Wiseman is, is looking good. That's, that's what I'm saying. Kate Cunningham, like, he's going to be plus 10 alone. Yeah. he's He'll be plus, he'll put 10 wins alone when he comes back. So, mm -hmm. I okay, and, and, and. I like the guard play of Markel Fultz, but I think Kate Cunningham will do the same as Markel Fultz with this team. Yeah. And we all know guard play is the key to the NBA. And I think the other kid, Ivy, will be much better. Yeah. And along with Dern and Wiseman. And I mean, if you just said now, I think out of all those teams, if you just said with, you didn't add anything to yeah, the Rockets. Yeah, yeah, that's the question. Or if you didn't yeah. add anything to San Antonio, and you know, I think I I think, you know, I'm watching Halliburton this year, right? I'm watching Halliburton this year. I'm going, okay. I'm not saying that Kate Cunningham will be an all-star next year, but I expect him to be 18 to 22 points a game next year. Yeah. And and, and, and I don't think Halliburton would be that much better than Kate. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> next year, if you just said, you know, if you just said who's gonna be a better player. Um, so I, I, I think if you just said looking at their roster was not adding anything to it, I think they probably had the best team. Well, if you guys enjoyed that and you enjoy having your questions answered, make sure you sign up to the Discord that is linked in the description of the show where you can put your questions in and we will answer them live here on the Hoop Genius Podcast. That's been another week. We're going to be back on Monday morning with more. It's going to be an interesting weekend in the NBA, BJ. We've got... Um, You've got a couple interesting matchups going on that have caught my eye. Obviously, well, you know, Mo, can I say this, Mo? Can I say yeah, this? Yeah, go, go ahead. I'm fascinated with the Phoenix Suns right now. Well, that's what I was going to say just... is, is on Sunday, they're facing the Dallas Mavericks. A little KD and his new team against Kyrie and his new team. A little revenge game for Phoenix after what the, what the Mavs did to them last season in the playoffs. That's what I'm going to keep an eye on. Nice early tip off for us as well. So we're going to be back breaking it down on Monday with more. But until then, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, leave a ring, all that good stuff as usual. And most importantly, get buckets.